today. It's Bo Matthews. Thank you so much for joining me on the program. We've got a lot in store for you. Can't wait to get to a lot of it. But before we move any further, I keep clicking off how many holidays that we have passed by during the coronavirus pandemic. And it, it goes back, you know, Easter, St. Patrick's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Memorial Day, 4th of July now is behind us. And it's just, it's overwhelming. The next big one, I guess, would be Labor Day. I'm sure there's something in between now and then. But uh, I, I want to go back to Father's Day. You know, to buy your dad, someone you love and you care about, to, to get them something that is so special to them can be difficult. It really can be. And I'm glad to report that uh, I hit a home run. I, I really did. My dad, military guy all his life, and he loves scotch. He likes to have a little glass of scotch, you know, cocktail hour uh, during his retirement. But something popped up on my screen, and as soon as I saw it, I thought, that's what I need to get my dad. It was uh, toothpicks that were infused with the flavor of scotch. I mail them to him. They get there a couple of days before Father's Day, and the great news is, he absolutely loved it, and actually, he takes a picture of himself with a uh, toothpick in his mouth uh, almost daily, like after dinner, and it's it's actually it's actually kind of funny. And just to know that those pictures will keep coming uh, for hundreds of days, because there were a lot of those toothpicks, scotch-infused uh, toothpicks. I found them on a website called Uncommon Goods, and uh, so that was that was a that was a win. And my dad is really tough to buy for, and if your dad is too, you know what I'm talking about. But man, oh man, this week I was just exposed to what could possibly be the absolute greatest gift, because it matches up the one that you love, and you're trying to surprise with something with somebody that they love or a fan of. And it could be a comedian, it could be an actor, it could be a musician. There is an app out there and a website called Cameo. Have you heard of this thing? Check this out. So you think your friend, your relative, your mother, father, grandpa, uncle, cousin is so special that they should have a little video from the Dice Man? I'll tell you what, get in touch, I'm on Cameo, Cameo knows where to get to me, and then I get to you. Till then, Dice. And that is actually Andrew Dice Clay. And so for $299, he will do a custom video, and I've seen some of them. Sometimes they go three, four, five minutes. I guess maybe you can get up to 10 minutes uh, for your price of $299. Now, i got to tell you that that's not the highest price, and that's certainly not the lowest price of all of these celebrities. And I can tell you, I spent so much time uh, researching this website with all the different uh, the different stars, if you want to call them. I mean, you know, it's like when you're watching Dancing with the Stars, it's like, really, are they stars? But if you have a favorite TV show, if you have uh, a favorite sport, there are lots of sports figures on there. Um, and, and and it's just amazing. Let me go through the categories here, just to give you an idea. Uh, everybody from Discovery Channel shows, drama, HBO, Hallmark, uh, Netflix. I saw uh, Breaking Bad stars on there. Um, Hank was on there. I saw him. Comic-Con, Disney, uh, Hallmark Channel, movies, reality stars. It is hilarious. You've got you've to check this out if you're looking for a super special gift to celebrate somebody's wedding or anniversary or birthday or just to say go get them or whatever. 
And so the idea is you pick out uh, the star or singer or celebrity that you want to get a personal message from. You go find them if they're on this uh, on this app. And there's thousands of people on here. And then you send them your request. But before you do that, if you scroll down, you can get an idea of what your message could include. And they ask to be you know, detailed with names and dates and things like that. See if, uh, see if uh, you remember this lady. Hi, Nikki. It's Debbie. Debbie Gibson here. And I have a message for you. Adam just wanted you to know that you are awesome and that he still gets lost in your eyes after all these years hope you have a great day oh my gosh i love love i love romance <laughs> seriously this message is spectacular because you nikki are spectacular so here's a little bit of this <laughs> Isn't that great? Okay, for one ninety-five, Debbie Gibson will do that message for you. And again, there are so many to choose from. Like I said, I spent so much time, uh, you know, just sifting through. And you've got everybody from uh, uh, Larry Wilcox. He was John of Ponch and John from uh, from Chips. You remember that show? Michael Rappaport is one seventy-five to get a message. And it truly is every walk of life. They've even got the president of Mexico will send you a message. And there was actually one that he did that was actually, you know, very sweet about a charity that had done some work. Uh, but for two fifty five, you can hire the president of Mexico to do a cameo video for whoever you want to. Uh, I'm, I'm holding off on telling you who the most expensive person is on here, but Jake the Snake. Uh, from uh, from wrestling days, a hundred bucks. Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, one hundred and fifty dollars. Kareem Abdul Jabbar is a five hundred dollar price tag. But there's all sorts of actors, like I mentioned, sports figures and singers and comedians. But then it gets creepy. I kept on searching and looking, and then I found this one. Take a listen to this. Now I gotta I gotta set the scene for you. The video of his of this person is in front of a, a camera. Obviously, they look like they're possibly in New York. You can see their TV is on in the background. You can see a skyline behind them with apartment buildings and that kind of thing. But take a listen to this. Noah, 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 what am I to do with you? First of all, this very suspicious screen name, Woa, it's Noah. Woa, it's Noah is right. Noah, Chris Hansen here of Hansen versus Predators to catch a predator and have a seat with Chris Hansen. I'm going to need you to have a seat right over there, Noah. You know, we're still climbing out of a pandemic. You're still supposed to be socially distant, flattening the curve, not going online and saying and doing things that you've been saying and doing. This TikTok thing you've got going on, gross sexual references <laughs> if you've watched to catch a predator you know you know who that is that's chris hansen uh i think the show's over with but it was a boy it was a great show they did a lot of good got a lot of bad guys but it is it is so fun just to search through because i always like to do uh, a, a special gift whether it's you know a graduation a birthday an anniversary they do them all if you want to now again i was going to play uh, some more of dice for you but the dice examples were pretty pretty graphic and uh and uh certainly not uh <laughs> certainly not arable on KMOX. Uh, Alice Cooper is on there for $300 you can get him. But it's every every price range. Uh, the Chris Hansen one, I think, was yeah $50 you can get him to do that. It's money for them. They're sitting in their apartment or they're sitting in their home and they're, they're do, doing nothing and you're looking for a unique gift. That might be the way you want to go. I'm just, just throwing it out there. But the uh, app is going to be one of my go-tos for the next celebration, whatever that is. By the way, the most expensive celebrity that's on that app that I found was Floyd Mayweather 
for a measly $999 for a special personal message from him. I've been trying to find the perfect one for my dad. I, I, I don't know what that's going to be, but anyway, I'm Bo Matthews, and I hope you have fun with that as much as I did. It was a blast. On the program, uh, I do want to mention, we've got uh, some some special guests. We've got an author coming up uh, who wrote a book basically about the law of attraction and how it can change your life. We are also going to check in with a company, Respond AI. Now, before the pandemic, I actually spoke to uh, Christian Johnson, the founder of that company, and it was intriguing because what they do now, now we can go out and buy, uh, you know, a, a drone, a cheap drone, which I actually did, but uh, they've got professional pilots, right, that do this and they assist first responders. We're going to check in with Chris Johnson and find out what's going on and uh, how their their business is evolving. Very cool stuff. We've got uh, some friends of mine that are going to be on the program. Uh, a, a dream job, which if you have an RV and you've been looking for a place to go and just to get away, uh, Sandy Joe Gaynor is a friend of mine, her and her husband, John. We go back many years, but they're their dream job is to be camp hosts at different uh, state state parks around our area, and they actually do it in the region. They've uh, been to uh, New Orleans or the Louisiana area, Kentucky. It's pretty amazing. And uh, we also have Jason Nelson. Now, do you know that name? He is a phenomenal St. Louis original singer. And he is uh, going to be doing a Queen tribute show next Thursday, and it's called Somebody to Love. That's the name of the tribute band. And so we're going to find out not only about that show, but about Jason's life and uh, maybe ask him some uh, some hard questions because he has a lot of tribute bands. So there's a lot of songs that he has to memorize, and how does he do it? Uh, we're also going to ask him what is uh, his favorite St. Louis venue to perform in. But coming up next, I found a buddy of mine who is uh, road tripping right now out in the western portion of these great United States. Uh, and so we are going to check in on uh, Brett Small because it is a small world after all, because I've been uh, va- vacationing vicariously through Facebook and all this guy is seeing. So stick around. This is the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. It's a small world after all. My name is Bo Matthews. My buddy Brett Small is on a road trip. And the reason I know that is because as I self-isolate and work from home, I scroll my social media walls, Instagram and Facebook, and I see that this guy has just decided, you know what? I'm tired of looking at these four walls. I want to get out. And so he's on a road trip with some friends. Brett Small, just want to check in with you, man. How are you? Greetings from Sedalia, Colorado. Dude, you are my hero. I'm, I'm scrolling your wall on a daily basis, and thank you for posting so many cool pictures. Uh, when did the idea of this trip come around? It was a spur of the moment last deal, and it was my birthday and my girlfriend's birthday, so we combined it between the days. <laughs> you said, let's get so out of I here. I the 12th. That's great. And, and how long is this trip planned for? This was planned about a week in advance. That's it. Wow. And you, uh, you hopped a plane. You went to Denver is what I saw. And yeah. you rented a car. Tell me, tell me about the experience. What, what have you seen while you've been on this trip? Because of what I want you to do, Brett, is I want you to inspire, including myself, for people to do a road trip and go see this beautiful country. We've been out in the back roads of Colorado through, uh, from Blackhawk, Colorado, casino capital of the state, uh, the southwest side of Durango. Got to go up to Tell you ride. We got to go to a beautiful town called Ore, Colorado. 
and uh, everything outdoors. We're eating outdoors. We're staying outdoors, and uh, there's things that are open, uh, but limited seating, and uh, just enjoying the weather. It's a beautiful 78 degrees, no humidity, with a beautiful breeze. Well, now you're just bragging, Brad. My gosh. We got to go see the old uh, 1100 AC Mesa Verde Indian villages up wow. in the mountains uh, carved in the bluffs. Oh, yeah. I saw those pictures. Those were fantastic. Unbelievable how those people built homes into these bluffs. Uh, last time I was there, I was eight years old, so that was 50 years ago. Now, I want to put in here that uh, I, I sold my motorcycle, a big touring motorcycle, because I never had time to tour with it. I sold it to Brett, and I sold it with like 11,000 miles on it. And last year, he was all over the place. How many miles did you end up putting on that motorcycle so far? I did 12,000 miles last year. <laughs> That's what the bike was meant for. <laughs> yeah. Twice to New Orleans. French quarters. Good for you, man. Good for you. So that was a trip. What are you? Uh, what are you headed to today on this uh, day five today of your eight day? We're about forty five minutes away from the Royal Gorge Bridge. Then we're going to go on down and tour the Garden of the Gods, uh, beautiful Mother Nature. And are you just making this up as you go, or did you guys plan this stuff out? We're kind of planning it out a little bit. Uh, we're going to end up tomorrow in Estes Park and yeah. uh, enjoy that beautiful town for a day. Well, so as far as traveling, because like even myself, I'm like, okay, I want to travel back to the East Coast to see my family and my wife's family. Are you having any problems finding hotels or, or anything like that? No problems at all, but I will say they are booked. They are booked solid, boy. Yeah. Every morning we wake up, it's like, who are all these people? <laughs> and and so, so have you had a problem or have you been able to sneak in to get a room? Everything's been great. The highlight of the trip was uh, I, I had a bear run out in front of me. I about hit a damn black bear. And, uh, in all my years of traveling, I've never had that happen. And uh, did you get pictures or video of that? I got a picture of it, but you got to blow it up to see it. Uh, I was going by at 60 miles an hour. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's uh, it's an experience. If you've never seen a black bear run out in front of you, that is an experience. Uh <laughs> Well, there is a you don't hit those things. They're big. There is a bear running loose that's made it through five states. His name is Bruno, and I think there's a bunch of Facebook pages about that. Maybe that's Bruno out there where you're at. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's is it him or his brother? Yeah, I've seen that going. Uh, he's in Missouri now. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, Brett, I just wanted to uh, prove to people that this is a beautiful country. I have uh, I have seen a lot of it myself by road tripping. Not lately, but I, you've inspired me to do that. Uh, but it, it's the right move, isn't it, to just get in a vehicle and just go? Absolutely. Get out and just play it safe and wear your mask when you're around public and wash your hands and enjoy the day. Fantastic. Well, you and your travel buddies have a great time, and we'll see you when you get back to St. Louis. All right, Brett? You betcha. All right, coming up next, the law of attraction is the ability to attract into our lives whatever we are focusing on. It is believed that regardless of age, nationality, or religious belief that we are all susceptible to the laws which govern the universe. And with that, my next guest, Anita M. Scott, is the author of a new book, The Universe is Your Search Engine. That is next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. I can't help. Falling in love with you. It's the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews, at your service. And if you have ever thought if the law of attraction is real, I can tell you that it is. And uh, and there's a good reason I want to reach out and uh, talk to Anita M. Scott. She's the author of a new book 
called The Universe Is Your Search Engine. Now, when I saw that title, I thought, oh boy, what kind of hippie crap is this? But it's not. It's actually very groundbreaking. It's a groundbreaking look at how to master the law of attraction. And I've lived myself, uh, you know, with the mantra that if you can visualize it, you can attain it. And Anita, uh, she actually has a, a very uh, unique background. She was raised in a cult and by age 30 was a divorced single mom without an education or much hope. What she did have was curiosity which led her to earn several college degrees and an executive MBA from Pepperdine. And today, Anita M. Scott has been married for 20-plus years. Congratulations, by the way, and we'll talk about that. But she has a loving family. She's a successful business person and is a leading expert. So listen up. She's a leading expert in using the law of attraction to evolve your thinking. Welcome to St. Louis, Anita M. Scott. How are you? Wow. Thank you both. Thank you so much. I'm doing well. Thanks for that lovely introduction. I have to tell you, uh, congratulations, first of all, on 20 plus years. My wife and I have been together just 20 years and you just don't see that number anymore. True. Yeah. I'm very fortunate. Um, and we've actually, we dated for nine years. I don't suggest that to anybody. Whoa. We've been together for over 30 years now. So that, yeah. It made it a lot easier once we got married. Even better. Well, I guess uh, what you wrote about in the law of attraction, the universe is your search engine. I guess you put it into play in real life, didn't you? Yes. You know, um, there's a saying that everything that is must be a thought first. And you mentioned I was raised in a cult until I was 27 years old. Um, When I was seven, my family changed religion, and that came with a belief that the world was ending. So I thought and was taught that the world was going to end first when I was 11 years old, then when I was 14 years old. So I was just waiting pretty much to die. And that went on and on until I was 27 years old. And as you said, divorced single mom, earning a meager wage. Um, And I had never thought about the future because I thought I was going to die. All the wicked people would be destroyed. And I've always had this really clear sense of equality and value of people. And I couldn't understand. I couldn't rectify in my mind how millions of people were going to die and I would live. So my expectation was I'd just die um, when Armageddon came. And at 27 years old, lying on my couch at night, exhausted from a full day, my son was playing outside. And for the first time it occurred to me, that I was still alive and I started asking what if questions like, well, what if the world isn't going to end? That was the first time I had thought that. And so I had never thought about a future. And so my life was pretty meager. And only then the next day I went out, as you said, and I started looking at colleges. Since then I've earned three college degrees and I defined in my mind what I wanted my future to look like. So Everything that is must be a thought first. I couldn't have that great future until I decided and pictured that in my mind. And so, indeed, that is how you create your reality. You can really create your reality by defining what it is you want. I think that we need this conversation more than ever right now. This is a this is a, a time in our world that you know nobody's ever seen unless you're 114, mm-hmm. and. So when you when you think about the 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 weight that everybody's feeling, you know, it, it almost feels like, you know, is this the end? I mean, you know, because everything is coming at us, the coronavirus and all the protesting and, you know, all, all this crime. And so it's interesting that that this book is coming out now and and that you believe that we can actually change that by the law of attraction. Yes, I, you know. There's a gift in everything, and I don't want to undermine or um, 
discount the pain that people are going through. Of course. Um, you know, it, it's a lot of tragedies happening. Um, in my mind, I, I've always been looking at the glass half full. I'm always looking for the gift. My first book is called Greater Than Grateful because that's my perspective. I mean, I was always, I'm happy to be alive, right? Because right. I'm going to die. So for me, it's pretty easy. I'm alive. I didn't think I would be. So yay, I'm winning. Um, but when you think of your life as a gift and you can find the gifts in any situation and here, I mean, I'm talking to so many people that are using their time that they never had before. I mean, 95% of the people are thinking 90% of the thoughts every day. Everyone is so busy on the treadmill of living life that no one was really, not no one, but a lot of people, most people weren't enjoying all that life really has to offer. My son, um, he lost his job like many people. He has the opportunity. He lives in Hawaii. He had the opportunity to enjoy Hawaii. He was right. actually interviewed on the news a couple of days ago. And he was saying, this is a blessing for those of us working in the travel industry because we, the tourists aren't here. We get to enjoy this island. Right. We get to enjoy all the things that we we live here that we haven't been able to enjoy to the fullest. And so there's, and I can just go on and on. There's many gifts. Um, it's an expansion. People that are stuck at home with spouses or partners and not getting along. I find that to be a gift because let's stop wasting time. If this isn't going to work, let's just move forward with our lives, maybe in different directions. That's a gift. It, it so know? is. And, and, you know, I, matter of fact, I've been spending a lot more time at home, you know, with my wife. Um, mm -hmm. And, and uh, I asked her actually on my show uh, several weeks ago, I said, so what's the best part of, you know, this, this lockdown that we're in? And she said, well, you're home all the time. I said, what's the, what's the worst part about uh, this lockdown? She goes, you're home all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I can tell you that I've, I've observed us laughing and joking like we did 15, 20 years ago now. And it's almost like we're reintroducing ourselves. You mentioned your son in Hawaii. I lived in Florida, in Orlando for a few years, and we never went to the water. We're going to, we're living in Florida. We never, because we, we took it for granted. It's, well, it's right there. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll go some yeah. other time. Um, on the other side, I have a friend of mine who goes to the, the beach every day. He's there, you know, he lives on the coast. Uh, and so I, I'm, I'm just so impressed by that. We are talking with Anita M. Scott. She's got a brand new book that I think everybody needs to, to read. The Universe is Your Search Engine. So talk to me about how you can Google your dream life. And uh, do you yeah. mean that, like, literally go to Google and put into yeah. my dream life? Yeah, I use the search engine as a framework uh, and a search engine examples of search engine are google yahoo bing those things sure. and how a search engine works is you enter keywords and the search engine picks up the keywords searches for a match and returns the match in the form of content like pictures websites videos etc right so the universe as your search engine uses your thoughts instead of keywords and returns real life experiences instead of content you're, you know, you've heard that thoughts have power. You've heard it a million times. Um, the Secret, the movie The Secret that came out, I think, in 2007. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. I mean, I love that movie, that documentary. It got me so excited about the potential of being able to get everything you wanted. But it also frustrated me at the same time. I'm a very literal person, <laughs> um, sometimes to a fault. I didn't understand how. Like, is there someone watching me? Uh, do I, is it karma? What is really happening? And so that's what this book at last finally 
uncovers is how exactly that is happening through science and physics. I remember the the hype about uh, The Secret, and you know, it sold a book, it was a documentary, all these things. And I want to say, you know, it, I thought that when it came out, the hype was so huge. And I mm-hmm. think a few years later, my wife and I did watch it, and I was like, I, I don't, maybe I didn't get it, or it's obviously not memorable <laughs> to me. Uh, and no slam against Dr. Phil, but you remember when he came out with his weight loss book, I've got the key that's going to make mm. you lose. And it was like, what? it really just kind of fell flat on me. So, so your book is actually uh, uh, going to instruct people on how to, how to use the law yeah. of attraction. Well, actually, to your point, yes, it's a workbook. So I'm a teacher at heart. So when I'm teaching something, I really want it to stick. And my passion is helping others improve their quality of life. So this all comes together. And the first part covers the science and the physics behind the law of attraction. So there's no doubt you'll know exactly how it works on a literal um, on a literal platform. And then you have the second part, which is other components, because there are other components at play, the metaphysical components. So that's the second part. And then the third part is the workbook. They have nine, I have nine exercises. There's four challenges. And it's designed to reinforce the concepts. It helps dissolve negative programming that we all oh, yeah. um, get as we grow older. And, right. you know, yeah. <laughs> and then it also creates new neural pathways that serve us better. So it really is, it's, um, the subtitle is it's a user's guide to the science of attraction. So it, it not only teaches, but it reinforces and it actually changes your mind. And it, when you change your mind, you can change your life. You know, thoughts do have power. And, and it explains how that is. We can look at the, the headlines of the world and, and know that we have to start with ourselves. Um, and, and so basically you're telling us we have homework with buying this book. Uh, so that's good news, but we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back if you've got the time, cause I want to find out how you've applied the law of attraction in your own life. Are you in? Sure. Yes, I'm in. All right. This is the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Stay right there. It's the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews. Thank you for joining me. We've got part two of our conversation with the uh, with the author of a brand new book. It is Anita M. Scott, and she, her book is The Universe is Your Search Engine. Now, towards the end of the last segment, you heard that we might have a little homework to do, but just, just to think about the law of attraction. It, it's the belief that positive or negative thoughts bring positive or negative experiences into a person's life. And so my question for the author that wrote the book is, uh, is if you can share with us uh, about how the law of attraction has worked in your life to give us a good example. Yeah, sure. Oh, I have several. Uh, I'll talk about just my life. You know, I mentioned, you know, when I was 27, single mom, making a meter salary, had no benefits, no, um, including health. Uh, me. <laughs> I was making 11.50 an hour uh, with my son and living in a condo, just really meager. And once I woke up pretty much and understood that my life was a gift and that I had the potential of not dying and living more years. I started going to college and I got clear about what I wanted. I had never thought about that before. And that's why I was living the way I was. Um, since then, I have the degrees. I have had jobs in corporate America, progressing um, through the leadership ranks. And it's all what I envisioned in my head right now. Um, you know, 
where I live, we have two and a half acres, and we talked about the coronavirus in some cases being a blessing. I am here, stuck here with a sip, um, but I have one family that comes over almost every night, every other night, and we, you know, we have a pool when we play tennis. We have, I'm fortunate enough to have a tennis court on the property, Amen. and we have basketball. Yes, and so we can let this property barely got used before. <laughs> you had <laughs> no idea it. when you thought, every "Hey, day. we need a tennis court." You never thought that this was going to be something you were going to do a lot. Yeah, it's like a compound, right? There's Good for so you. Much to do and so much to enjoy. Um, so from where I was to where I am, I never would have gotten here. Even if I got the degrees, if I couldn't picture what my future was, then I wouldn't be living it. So that's what the audience needs to get clear about. And I talk about it in the book. You have to know what your best life looks like if you're going to get it. We go all the way back to the beginning of our discussion. Everything that is has to be a thought first. So, you know, people say, I just want to be happy. And in the book, I say, that's lazy. I mean, don't get me wrong. Being content with your life is great wonderful satisfaction is a good place to be but if you don't know what your best life looks like then you're not sending those search commands right. to the universe's search engine and you're not going to get the return of that so that's step number one what what makes you happy what fills you with joy what does your best life look like and going back to when you were 27, because I grew up with a, a, a single mom of two, a single woman in the 70s that uh, t- turned out to be a, a, a woman business owner as well, which just yeah. hit me about a year ago that how impressive that was in the 70s. Um, but you've taken time now and you're appreciating what you have around you, your little compound, as you called it. Um, and But who would have thunk? What? Who would have thought that you would have said, oh, I do want to get a pool. I do want to have a, a, a tennis court. That happened so long ago. But I want to go back to when you were 27. Is this just a thought that manifested in your brain? Or, or did you talk to somebody and they said, you know, you could do this, you could do this. How did that, how did that yeah. switch go off? I had help along the way. Um, I was a cosmetology instructor, and then I lost that job. Um, That was when all the financial aid for businesses was being taken away. And so I was, the government was paying for me to go to paralegal school. (laughs) And when I was going to paralegal school, I was writing a paper um, for this test. And afterwards, the instructor called me over, said, can I talk to you for a moment? And he said, what are you doing here? I didn't know what he meant. I go, what do you mean? He goes, why are you here? You, do you have a college degree? And I said, well, I've been going to night school for four years, but the college just closed down. He goes, finish it. Um, and wow. I got excited. And I'm, the next day I went to the Mission Junior College and signed up and finished the next um, semester and got my AS degree. And so it was little, little conversations with people having faith in me that really helped me along. Even to get my, col- my next college degree, my manager um, I had taken a certificate class and she's, and I said, it, call, it felt flat. It doesn't feel like I learned a lot. I, and she says, get your degree, go, go and, you know, get your bachelor's. Wow. And so, and they paid for it actually. From then on, my college was paid for. I mean, all the gifts that I've had, I mean, it just lines up for you. In the book, I, I, in the yes, book, uh, Winning Through Intimidation, uh, they talk about mm. your board of directors. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so now that, I, you know, now that I've read that book and understand, and, and it's not a mean book. You don't win by fighting or whatever, but it's just you know, about you know, having your board of directors as part of the book. And so I look to my father. I look to my, my friend. I look to you know, my boss. I look to people around me that are my board of directors. And it seems to, it seems to come clear that people can see more in you than, than we see in, uh, in ourselves. Absolutely. 
hundred percent. I mean, it would, yeah. It sounds yeah. like that's what you had. Absolutely. Well, and the way I was raised, you know, in the sixties and seventies, and in the religion, we had no voice. Um, I remember being in a meeting at HP, and there was a woman on the team, and she, someone was presenting their concept, and she disagreed, and I couldn't breathe. I was. She was disagreeing with someone, and then the, her manager said, well, you know, if you look at it this way, and she still disagreed, and I was speechless. I, I was shallow breathing, and afterwards, mm. I went up to her, and I said, you're so brave. I'd never seen anything like that, and I was an adult. I was a mother, but, you know, we were subservient. We didn't have a voice, and so, and we didn't have a future, right? So my mind wasn't utilized. Right. I hadn't utilized my mind. Yes. Well, I, I, and if you don't mind, I mean, this this book is obviously, you know, the law of attraction and how it can work in your favor and, and help you, you know, live your best life. Uh, but in my notes on you, though, it does say, and I, I think it's kind that it says you got an interesting start in life by being born into a cult. Um, not that we want to talk strictly about that, uh, but did you ever write a book about that experience? Yeah, my first book is Greater Than Grateful. Okay. And it starts actually with my mom's history. I'm a first generation American. Um, so she lived through the war in Holland. And so it talks about her, my family hid Jews. And so it starts with her story and then the immigration to America and then moving forward and how we got into this religion and how that affected me and, you know, what my life looked like and how I broke free from that. And Is it a religion uh, that most people would know the name of? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, and, and we don't have to go there, but, but it did, it did, you know, it gave you a perspective that, oh, the world's yeah. ending soon and it's going to happen and I'm not going to be an adult. I'm not going to have a family and <laughs> all these things probably just beating your brain up. Um, but it, it probably, I mean, you needed that, you needed to go through that to get to where you are, obviously. And you have come out of it on the other side. We're talking to Anita M. Scott. She's the author of a new book that is out, The Universe is Your Search Engine. I love the title. It's Balboa Press, and it just came out in June. Um, but how did how did your childhood and your rearing affect your life and get you to where you are now? Well, it definitely stunted it, right? Um, because I, I, until 27 years old, I hadn't had any college. I... Um, and and I had no thoughts about the future, and and so it. I would say in the beginning it stunted it, but to your point, it was a gift. Yeah. Because my sister and I talk all the time that, and my husband will tell you, I'm just happy to be alive. Yeah, yeah. And did your <laughs> so did your whole family get out or? Oh no. Oh boy. Uh, my mom is still in, and she is you know sad that um, my sister and I are not in it, and she tries you know her best to have us come back, and um. Is there, and, and do you to, communicate with her? Can you do that? Oh, yes. Okay, good. Yeah, we couldn't before because the religion was, you know, we weren't that religion, then you were kind of shunned. Yeah. Um, but now they've loosened up over the last two decades, pretty much. They're much, you couldn't go to college before either because your job was to knock on doors and save people. And so they've loosened up a lot. People can go to college. People, you know, family can still talk to family members, even if they aren't that religion. So I'm grateful for that. Wow. Amazing yeah. story. And I, I cannot. Re now, again, we want to mention both uh, titles. The book that just came out is The Universe is Your Search Engine by Anita M. Scott. The, the title of your first book was, again? Great, greater Than Grateful. Greater Than Grateful. And how did it do? Um, I, that was it's a very personal personal memoir so I didn't do any marketing or anything it was actually my first foray into the writing experience yeah and I wanted to just get that out so I didn't have to you know think about it or talk about it too much anymore that's just that was then and that's how I got to where I am today 
Um, so my focus and the interest, I think, is definitely in the universe is your search engine. That's what's going to help people um, thrive and and improve their circumstances. So uh, and when you when you left that situation and left you know your mom behind, uh, mm-hmm. did you did you find another uh, spirit uh, spiritual guide or did uh, you know are you a Christian? Do you mind me asking? No, no, I don't mind you asking at all. Um, no, I I repel religions, I guess. <laughs> Might be the soft way to say it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we went, we had 10 hours of Bible study and church pretty much every week. And I read the Bible probably, I don't know, a hundred times within that period of time. And, and I had enough of it and um, I have my spiritual connection. Gotcha. So it's not that I don't believe in spirituality. I'm very spiritual. I meditate every day, um, but it's a different, I don't have anyone else's constraints around me. They're my own. Yeah. No, I appreciate you answering the question. You know, mm-hmm. I think, I think uh, the one thing that anybody has gotten out of this, uh, this, uh, what do you call it? This lockdown, this, you know, this, self-distancing. I mean, there's all these pretty words out there that say you're staying, you know, this, this seclusion. Uh, but one thing that I've found to be very helpful is to just quiet my mind and mm-hmm. just, you know, just, just spend time listening to the birds, uh, you know, chirp. I mean, literally, I mean, it's something just that simple, but it's something that beautiful to allow your brain to think, you know, okay, where do we go from here? What am I going to focus on today? So I think uh, the universe is your search engine is going to be a great read for many people available at all normal uh, booksellers. Yeah, absolutely. Through Balboa, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Correct. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Good for you. And maybe someday you'll have an audio book of it. Absolutely. That's my plan. Thank you, Bo. <laughs> Anita M. Scott, good luck with your new book, The Universe Is Your Search Engine. Thanks for joining us in St. Louis on the on the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much, Bo, for your time and your interest. All right. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about drones. If you own a drone, if you've flown it and you've crashed it like me or you've mastered it, fantastic. But there is a company that is assisting our first responders. Uh, it's called Respond AI. And just before the pandemic, I had a chance to talk with the founder of that company. So we're going to check in with Christian Johnson next because uh, I just received a drone that I ordered online in the mail. So we're going to talk about the evolution of his company, but then I've got some own personal questions about flying my drone. And did I get a good one? We'll find out next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. It's the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews, and if you know anything about me, you know I love toys. At Christmas time, if I don't get a toy as a grown man, uh, I'm not happy. Uh, clothes and books are not toys. I, I love toys. So a few years ago, my wife actually got me a, a drone. And I, I believe there's two types of drones. There's the professional drones, and there's the toy drones. And and it was sweet. She got me a drone. And I went up with it, and I crashed it on the first uh, the first flight. Well, before we all got into this pandemic and coronavirus in America and everybody was staying home and uh, self-distancing or, uh, you know, all this uh, social distancing, they call it, uh, I had an opportunity to talk with uh, a guy that owns a company called Respond AI, and his name is Christian Johnson. Now, uh, Christian and I spoke just before all this started, and he had invited me to come to a park in St. Louis to watch his team fly professionally their drones and what they what they could do so i reached out to him and i've got him on the phone just to connect because that meeting of the demonstration never did happen christian how are you sir i'm doing wonderful thank you for having me on again (laughs) i would have to say that your uh, business is probably mission critical is it not 
yes, yes, <laughs> it is mission critical, especially right now, um, especially with social distancing and all that. Um, you know, drones are able to keep first responders out of out of the um, out of harm's way. You know, and yeah, and you are the you are the eyes to see what's going on, right? <laughs> yes. 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 Well, the vision um, statement of uh, Respond AI is Respond AI strives to make cities and regions safer, utilizing advanced technology and urban mobility while respecting privacy and building trust with the community. And your company is evolving so much. Uh, we'll get to my my drone that I just uh, I just ordered. But tell me how things are going for your company. Oh, uh, it's going really, really, actually, really well right now. Um, the past like, 600 days since Corona has has started, um, you know, we have our missions really been transforming. So we actually have physical response teams. They're all police officers and firefighters. Um, we service the whole St. Louis area. So we go to um, critical incidences, whether it's a fire or or um, you know looking for um, somebody that's lost in the wood area. Um, we're able to respond and uh, put up the drones and and help first responders. So we service public agencies, uh, police departments, fire departments, um, you know, with with different with the different emergencies going on. So we we've actually done probably about 25 missions a month, which has been pretty insane for um, for any any drone company. Um, yeah, and now we're really expanding also into the defense sector, which is, you know, the defense department is really trying to find innovative um, technologies to uh, keep up with um, adversarial com- uh, countries. Um, so we're able to, we're starting to create um, defense technologies that wow. enable special operators and, and, and teams to be able to have situational awareness um, while conducting missions. So, well, who and who would have thunk your company would have been already <laughs> running by the time this yeah. happened? So, how fantastic yeah. is that? Um, but you, your company is based in St. Louis, and so you've been doing a lot of work around here um, and 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 watching what's going on from the sky. How clear is that for you guys? Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's really yeah, it's really interesting to be able to you know just have a bird bird's eye view um you know we're we're actually right now starting to build our own drone so we have a larger capacity because it's very limited um the drones on the market right now are very limited when it comes to actually um emergencies because you need and especially in urban areas you need great signals so the drone doesn't you know disconnect and fall out of the sky and harm somebody Right. right um and then also you need really clear picture of, of so if you're searching for somebody's loss or, or or looking to a burning building, you need very good visuals. Um, you know, so our team is just being able to, you know, get a lot of experience with like a v- wide variety um, of different different missions. So now we're able to take that experience and and start to build um, build a better platform. We are talking with Christian Johnson. He's the founder of Respond AI. And I, I've got to ask you, when you market yourself and you let uh, law, law enforcement agencies around know who you are, mm-hmm. does does everybody contact you? I would think that they would because I'm, I'm doubting that police departments have their own drone teams. Um, yeah, so people are starting to contact us a lot. Um, and also, um, 
first she started off with pretty kind of gorilla where like the guys on our team, which are our police officers and firefighters, they would let us know that something's happening and then we would go. Wow. Right. And then the incident commanders got to see like us at different scenes and we got to see that they can actually rely on us. And, and so now, the, um, you know, now they're starting to call us. Um, and, and the only thing about this is that there's over 80 municipalities or something crazy of that number in the St. Louis region. So, um, the word's getting around fast and now it's like, you know, um, you know, just setting up meetings with all of those. Um, and right now we are providing this as a free service to the municipality. So, oh my goodness. Well, yeah, thank so you for you doing are, that. No, that that's yeah. awesome. So if you are, um, you know, as a commander, you know, you can call us, you know, um, we do have a, uh, a number that's, um, that, that, that you can call us at any given time, 24 seven or, we're out responding to things. Yeah, it, it should be a real easy uh, website to remember because obviously I didn't, but it's respondai.co, not, not com like a lot of them. Um, uh, Christian, I, this is, I'm such an amateur, but I, I do want to talk about what I did. Okay, a couple of months yeah, ago, sure. back in April, I wanted to get a drone and I'm scrolling Facebook and I see this ad and it, it's this, this drone. It looks very intuitive. It, you know, it connects to your phone. You, it's got its own controller. I think on our first conversation a few months ago, you said, if it's got its own controller, that's the, that's the, the deal. Because if you're doing it on your, on your screen, on your, on your phone, it just doesn't respond the same way. So this thing checked off every box that I had, I'd looked into and yet it was very inexpensive. And it even had an American flag on the advertisement on the video. I'm like, Oh, this, this has got to be it. So I make the purchase, right? I immediately get back a receipt from my PayPal account, and I don't recognize the Chinese letters of the company I just bought this thing from. Well, it just arrived, and I haven't even charged the batteries. I haven't done anything with it yet. But do you know of this type of drone? It's about the size of my hand. Are you familiar with this little guy? I probably, yeah, I probably have seen it. I've seen, like, a bunch of, since I've been drones, like, uh, I get, like, a whole bunch of, like, Facebook ads. So I, I think I have an idea of what it is. Yeah, most of the drones out there, 80% of the market, probably 90% of the market, are all Chinese drones. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. And and so, yeah, so they're so they're able to be really, really cheap. And, and, and like, so some of these smaller drones can be, like, selfie drones. You just take it out and put it up and play with it. Well, I haven't even done it. I haven't even crashed it yet, Christian, but I'm I'm, going to be charging the batteries and I'm going to take the, uh, the maiden voyage this weekend. Um, but, uh, my, my main question is, uh, in the, in the, in the information it talked about drones are basically all made of the same components, but you have price tags of, you know, one, $2,000 that you can buy at your local electronics store. And this one, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, it was 100 bucks, and I was like, I'm in. And I even got the extra battery. And after, uh, since April, since I ordered it, it finally made it here. And I was so happy. I opened it up, very nice case and everything. Um, but it, it said on the, on the video promotion that it, it had a distance of four and a half miles. Now, that doesn't mean four and a half miles from my controller, does it? Um, I'm, I guarantee you that it does not have <laughs> okay. Um, if I, I'm thinking if yeah, I get in a, if I get in my vehicle and I have the drone, I could drive four and a half miles before the, uh, for, before the battery dies. 
Um, maybe, but like normally, like especially a small drone like that will probably last like eight minutes um, oh. at max, and then yeah, so yeah, um, yeah, and then it won't go very far. Like probably <laughs> fifty feet. Okay, good, good luck with that, right? Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. I've been snookered before, and I'm probably snookered again. And again, Respond AI doesn't deal with us that own these private drones. You don't do that. Uh, yeah. You are the pros at what you do uh, for our government, for our uh, municipalities. Thank you for doing that heavy lifting, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, okay, well, you know what? Maybe I just need to call you next week after I crash it, because I know I'm going to crash it now. Yeah, let me know. Like, yeah, let me know how it goes. You know, it's a bad sign when they send you like seven uh, uh, extra extra uh, blades for the uh, for the props. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I encourage everybody get drones. Like, learn you know learn what drones do. They're not this scary scary thing as as you know they they need to be like you know um, to get out buy one. <laughs> yeah, they could be useful. I mean, uh, uh, mountain bikers uh, they have the thing where they they have a a, a thing on their body. And the yeah, drone the follows me. them. What do they call that? Yeah, it's the follow me mode. Um, uh, Skydio, Skydio Two has that, which is a really good drone, about a thousand dollars, and it can basically just follow you as you bike and skateboard and take really cool, awesome videos. Um, yeah, it's really good for you know for sports. Okay, so. sounds like I got me a practice drone again, Christian. <laughs> It's not bad, yeah. Okay. Well, I do want to see you guys in action at some point. Hopefully that opportunity will come up. Uh, but I really do thank you for your time, and thanks for guiding me through my my drone situation. Of course. I got you. Anytime. Any municipalities that do not know Christian Johnson and Respond AI, contact them. Go to respondai.co to meet the team and see what they do. Keep up the good work, Christian. We'll talk soon. Will do. And next week, I will report back to you on how I do flying my new drone. Will I crash and burn like my other drone that I had, or will I finally be able to master piloting my new drone? Coming up next, if you loved RV, you like to load up the family and just head off to uh, the woods somewhere, you are going to absolutely love this uh, next person. Sandy Joe Gaynor is a longtime friend of mine who actually has a very unique job. Her and her husband travel around in their RV, but doing what? It's next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Let's gather around the campfire and sing our campfire song. It's The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX, and in the environment of social distancing and everybody staying at home probably too much, there are a few people that are getting out. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of people that I don't even know because I know that RV sales are going through the roof at dealers and on Craigslist and Marketplace. People are always looking for a good deal. And so when you get an RV, now what do you do? You don't literally have to travel across the country with that thing. Right here within the bi-state area, there are some wonderful destinations. And some friends of mine for many years have what I would say is a dream job. On the phone is my friend. She is uh, the better half of the John and Sandy Joe Gaynor couple. Uh, you guys have a dream job. Would you not say you have a dream job? I would have to say we have the perfect job. <laughs> okay. Now explain what exactly you do with your RV. Well, first of all, we need to explain we have the perfect job that you don't get paid for. We do volunteer for Missouri State Parks. 
Oh, I didn't. Okay, so I didn't know that part of it. However, there is plenty of compensation to be had for the volunteering. Okay, shakedowns, things like that. No, I'm shake kidding. Shakedowns? No, we don't get any shakedowns. <laughs> free, However, free barbecue they do supply. They do give us our our campsite, electricity. Yeah. The little landline that I'm talking to you on now. Uh, trash, water, sewer. So basically, the cost of living is taken care of. It really is, isn't it? It is, if you own an RV and do not have a 9-to-5 that you have to go to every day. Okay, well, this is, and a lot of people don't have that anymore, you know, because everybody's, you know, at home. And for those that are working virtually, it's a wonderful thing, including myself. But, Sandy Joe, tell me what you guys do. Uh, You guys travel around, but right now you're at Sam A. Baker Park near the Piedmont area. That is correct. And your job is what? What our job is, is we are called Camp Host. So when you do bring your RV into one of the campgrounds, all Missouri State Parks have camp hosts. And what we do is make sure right now with the CDC limitations, we are six-foot distancing, of course. And John and I's job at the moment is to check in every camper. And normally they would have to sign their permit. Right. But instead, we are far going that. We check in. We say hello. We do that to all the campsites, and then we turn it into the main office where I like to call it people inventory that they, you know, keep track of who's in and out of the parks. So it's like no contact checking in is basically what it is, right? That is what we're doing right now, yes. Now, before it was full contact checking in where you would greet the people. Half the time they invite you to sit at their campfire. You get their signatures and their information, and then you turn that in. In some state parks now, you... uh, sell ice and firewood. However, Sam A. Baker has a great store up the top of the hill that uh, they take care of that, all the concessions up in that area. And you you guys, uh, you and John just got to this park this year, but you guys, you guys travel around. What are some of the other parks that you've been camp host at? We have been in Florida at Camp Helen State Park, which is a day use area. We did actually quarantine there and um, it was... Uh, <laughs> If I had to quarantine anywhere, I think that would have been my choice. So we kind of lucked out on that. We've actually been in Louisiana for a month or so, and we are looking to branch out this year into the Smoky Mountain area. Oh, beautiful. Have you, you've never done this out west, though? We've never been out west. That is, that's when the grandkids get a little bigger, that's definitely where we'll head. I mean, we do have the arch, and it is the gateway to the west, Sandy Joe. You could go is, go westbound. I actually have a friend of mine that's working with uh, up in Durango, packed up his shop in California and moved to Durango, <laughs> and he's doing some stuff out there with uh, the Harley Davidson and some motorcycle rides, and probably eventually we'll head up that way and see, you know. I believe it's called Four Corners. That's very, oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah. so at Sam A. Baker Park, you guys have been there for uh, a while now. I've been seeing some of your posts on Facebook, and I just wanted to reach out to let people know that there are alternatives to just sitting in the four walls that you live in every single day. You can you can go out to a, a wonderful state park, and again, Missouri does a fantastic job with their state parks. And uh, and and you guys are like you can point people in the right direction to get this or that. And I'm guessing John is handy as he is he's probably helping people hook up whatever or fix whatever right <laughs> that's exactly right nailed it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so now yeah we hand out the maps and uh baker's known it has 
a uh, 13-mile hike up into the Mudlick Mountains. Wow. Which borders the park, and we have people come in and sign in, and they go up in there, and actually we have uh, shelters up there for the hikers, and they spend the night in it and spend a couple days hiking that 13 miles and then come back in. They usually check in and out with us just so we know that there's somebody up in the mountains. Well, some people may know uh, John Gaynor uh, from the secondhand band that's played in uh, the St. Louis metro area for decades. Um, and, you know, as a, as a musician would be used to being kind of a gypsy lifestyle, this is like a perfect uh, lane for you guys to be in, isn't it? Exactly. And when he was doing that gypsy lifestyle, I stayed home with my girls. So this is mom's time. <laughs> that's right. So that's what He had to entertain people and play music. I just get to smile and nod and point them in the right direction. Well, that's it's fair. actually very fulfilling. It and is. It's got to be. If you, Bo, if you want to see good in people still, come camping. Yeah. Even if it's just a day-use area. Missouri has beautiful day-use parks. Take a picnic and go. People that come to these parks all are coming for the same thing. Relief and a smile, and just to have a good time. And you're getting it too. Um, so and is it's amazing. Is there a website that you can uh, call out that where people can get more information about the Missouri State Parks? Would it be the Conservation Department or what? Actually, Missouri State Parks has their own website, and it is uh, moststateparks.com. Got it. Dot com or dot gov. I believe it's dot com. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, look at me. You're asking me questions. I should have known that answer. Okay. Well, that's one. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's dot gov. But, and also, if you just want to, can also get to the website the same way with iCampMo.com. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's actually my favorite one. That's the one I remember. So iCampMo.com, lowercase, and you can get to the website via that, and you can make reservations or just explore all the parks. I believe there's 96 parks in Missouri. Wow. And do some of those parks have cabins that you can rent, kind of like KOAs yeah, do? Yeah, Baker actually does. They're booked up in the weekends. Uh, come November, they book out. They have a lottery and everything for them here. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. But a lot of the cabins, a lot of places, do I know, like Merrimack has them. I know Montauk has them. So that's another thing for trout fishermen. There's some great trout. <laughs> trout areas in missouri also well uh, it's really good to talk to you give my best to john and that is my uh, my friend sandy joe gainer she's a camp host uh, this time of the year at sam a baker park and what i consider a dream job so make sure you save me a s'mores and uh, we will hopefully see each other very soon in, in person okay all right thank you all right that might give you some ideas on what you can do with your rv even if you don't become a camp host Hey, get that thing cleaned up, stock it up, load up the family, and head on out. You might run in to Sandy Joe and her husband, John Gaynor, good friends of mine for many, many years. You know, John Gaynor is a great performer. Uh, he has sang for years around this area doing great country music with the second-hand band, and I've, I've been a fan for a long time. But, you know, St. Louis is really home to so many ultra-talented musicians, singers, bands, and one that I'm going to talk with next you may know the name Jason Nelson. You may not. Uh, first experience that I had with him was watching him perform with his band Hollywood Five at Helen Fitzgerald's. Now, the people that were throwing the birthday party picked Helen Fitzgerald's because it's a wonderful place, but the band was the real draw. Jason Nelson is performing in a Queen tribute show next week, a live, a live concert. I mean, seriously. We haven't been able to go out and see live music in so long. And maybe you've been to one just in the recent past, 
But next week is a big show. We're going to talk to Jason Nelson about his career as a singer and an entertainer in the St. Louis area next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. It's the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews, and I have always said that when I came to St. Louis in 1988, one thing that I learned early on was that there's so many talented musicians in this area. And you always hear about Chicago music. You hear about Memphis music and Nolans. But St. Louis has got their own culture, and it's fantastic. And I want to introduce you to, and you probably have seen the guy before uh, in various different roles, uh, but Jason Nelson is my guest now on The Voice of St. Louis KMOX. Jason, welcome, buddy. How are you? Doing Uh, well. Okay, so I'm going to tell you, my first exposure to you was uh, some friends of mine said, oh, you got to come up to Helen Fitzgerald. This is a few years back. You got to come up and see this band, Hollywood Five. And they were having like a birthday party or something. And that's where they wanted it because you guys were there. And and that is just one of the bands. But the one thing, Jason, that I that I took away from from that experience of Hollywood Five was just the sheer energy that you guys put out there. Uh, tell me, how far back does your musical roots go? Were you like the four-year-old with a guitar or what? I uh, found that I could hold a tune and sing with um, an ensemble back in junior high. And uh, getting in front of groups of people was not a dissatisfier to me. I mean, yeah, there was some butterflies, but early on, in seventh, eighth grade, I was pulling together ensembles to do special one-off performances for, like, you know, um, special events at, sure. at the Parkway Central Junior High. <laughs> we played John Lennon's Imagine and, uh, you know, just fun stuff like that. And it kind of took off from there when I was 13. Now, how soon did you realize you could be a solo singer? Because I was a leaner with my voice. I was, you know, in the baritone, the bass group, and I could lean on people. I could lean on the guy singing next to me, but I doing a solo singing gig. I couldn't do it. There's no way I could do it. So did you know right away that the audience didn't scare you? When I came up in the St. Louis music scene, in the mid to late 80s into the 90s, you it was trial by fire, man. The community that I was becoming a part of were at times unforgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, just sharing with you briefly, on my first live gig in front of an audience out in Baldwin, Missouri at this place called Bastille's, on stage and we were playing a song and an audience member hated it and she walked up grabbed the microphone out of my hand and ran off with it oh no <laughs> i was like oh okay <laughs> the club owner went after her and you know returned it and on went the show but man that was demoralizing for sure and <laughs> learn <laughs> yeah and but as they say iron sharpens iron right it's the truth, and I, I came out better for it. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, um, the, the two experiences that I've had watching you was uh, both Hollywood Five performances. One was at the Helen's uh, performance, and then I ran into you at uh, the Ballpark Village. You had, you were doing a show down there, and that was fantastic. But here's the question. How many bands, and not, not, not how many bands have you been involved with in your career, but how many bands are you involved with right now? Because you do several things. Uh, 
Right, right. It is a great hobby for me. And I dedicate sometimes two, three nights a week to my band. So um, I have the Jason Nelson Band, which is a variety uh, special event kind of dance band. And then I have um, my 80s tribute band, the Retro Nerds. I've heard about that. I have my 90s. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're performing, uh, actually coming up on Saturday, um, July 11, at Kenny's in Barnhart, Missouri. And um, then my 90s tribute band, the Wackness, has a horn section and (laughs) does uh, kind of the the R&B and the hip-hop and the rock of that era. And then um, I have my host of tribute bands and a lot of these groups stem out of a classic alternative rock cover band called 120 minutes, which is patterned after the MTV show. Yeah. Yeah. Once upon a time. And um, that spawned an REM tribute, a cure tribute, the Depeche Mode tribute, and apart from that, I also had a Queen tribute called "Somebody to Love," and um, and that I'm show go down a rabbit hole here. Uh, one of my favorite singers of all time, uh, besides Freddie Mercury, is Michael Patton of Faith No More and Mr. Bungle Acclaim. I have a tribute to that as well. So. Now, you do have a big show coming up next Thursday, and it's going to be the Somebody to Love. Uh, that's the name of the Queen tribute uh, show, right? Yes. So, yes. so, so tell, me, tell me about that, and then I've got a couple more questions about where you've been and what you've, what you've done. On Thursday, July 16th, out, this is an outdoor performance at O'Day Park Amphitheater, and it's located out in O'Fallon, Missouri, off of Highway Double D or Winghaven Boulevard. The performance starts at 6.30 p.m. and goes to 9. What we have anticipated, though, is due to the interest in the community, we are encouraging people to arrive by Wednesday, Wednesday at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's wanting to get out, man. (laughs) It's true, isn't it? So this is, um, you know, a two-pronged approach with this event because we are socially conscious and and, uh, I I work for a large health system in the area. Uh, It would be irresponsible for me to not say that this event is one where you can, you know, um, incorporate using your mask and you can socially distance and this is an event that you can successfully enjoy live music again and be safe. And so, so. during this time, I, I talked to Johnny Wholesome of the Well Hungarians a, a while back. Oh, yeah. And he, he had really embraced this time off. And all of your, all of your live performances have been on hold. Am I, am I right? And th- these are some of the first ones that are happening. Yes, yes. And Johnny has a great voice, doesn't he? Oh, man. Um, yeah, he, man. He hasn't seen a razor in a while. And let me tell you, I thought, no, <laughs> that's, I, that's I thought what... it was Grizzly Adams walking up on me. Seriously. Right, right. <laughs> that, that schedule that the Well Hungarians keep is very busy pre COVID 19. Yeah. And then now, um, 
a lot of bands, uh, solo artists, have been inclined to do online live streaming performances. So there, there's that. But yeah, Johnny and a lot of bands in town are getting back on the stage. Yeah, it's got to feel good. Outdoor venues. And have you have you yeah. what have you done during the time off uh, with with all these nights open? What have you have you created a, another hobby? Have you what or just did you sleep a lot? I well, um, being a singer, you gotta keep singing. So I've um, been rehearsing uh, normally as usual with my my host of um, bands that I'm with, uh, and you know, just large rooms. We all get together and and do our thing, and you know, it's just keeping our chops up at this point. But well, if anybody has seen you perform, if anybody's seen you perform, they know that you are conditioned because the, and I've never seen anybody with your energy. I I truly haven't. Um, and I don't, I don't, and, and, and to know you have a nine to five job on top of all the hats you wear with all these different bands, dude, you got my respect in a big way. Um, I, I do have a question though, Jason. Um, do you have a favorite venue that you've played that you will never forget? Is it is it uh, the amphitheater? You know, is it what location around this area that you would say was your absolutely favorite performance? Oh yeah, I've uh, got nothing but love for everyone at Old Rock House. On the second floor of the Old Rock House, the big paintings of the ladies. My my wife did those. Oh, yeah. No way. Yeah, she did. That's great. Yep, years ago when That's they built that up. Great. What a great venue, and uh, Tim Weber and you know, all the staff there, um, they have been very good to me over the years. Good for you. And I, I've got nothing but great things. Um, another local venue that we always have a great time in, and, and it's their model is it, it's free. It's like a value add. The music is kind of secondary, but I get a kick out of playing Schlafly Bottle Works. Oh yeah, in Maplewood. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's so fun. That's so. crazy. Well, another question before we let you go, because you have all these songs in your head, do you do you use a teleprompter? Uh, because even the actual you know like national stars are using teleprompters nowadays. Do you, do you have to lean on that or is this all in your, is this all in your head? I have like, for example, on the queen show, I use a teleprompter to provide me notes that I share with the crowd between songs. Yeah. And there are in a, I think it's a 27 song set we're doing on <laughs> Thursday, July 16. Um, I have four or five songs on there. Yeah. Five that are uh, lyrically listed that I scroll, but yeah, for the most part, everything is um, by muscle memory. And um, it, it, yeah, the, the tribute band scene, the level of expectation is higher than normal i'll say that. I, you know what so, i've been a spectator so i know what you're talking about you want to maintain the integrity of the original delivery of the recording and all the lyrics have to be there good for so. you man that's so cool it's so cool to talk to you and i really appreciate your time and i meant what i said at the beginning that st louis has some of the greatest talent on the planet
especially oh, when it I comes to, when it comes to music. And uh, Jason, you were definitely in that lead pack, my friend. And I, I wish you well. well thank you. Uh, where can people find information about your Thursday uh, Queen show? On all my social media, it, it's real simple. Just search up somebody to love, and the band, the the Queen tribute band, will come up. <laughs> awesome. Great talking with you, Jason. Thanks for joining us on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Thanks, Bo. What a great honor to talk to you, Jason Nelson. Thank you so much for your time. My name is Bo Matthews. We've got some final thoughts of the show yet. Coming up next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. All right, before we get out of here, I wanted to point out that if you are on Facebook Messenger or Instagram, of course, you can follow me uh, on all social medias at Bo Matthews. That's B-O-M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S. Of course, we thank you for listening on the Radio.com app. If you've done that, uh, if you have that downloaded to your phone or your uh, your tablet, that's fantastic. If you don't, it's a free app to get and the uh, access to so much entertainment, talk radio, and soon the Cardinals games will be on radio.com on that app uh, with their first game July 24th at Bush Stadium. Very excited to even get uh, any kind of sporting event, uh, but especially our beloved Cardinals. Uh, but in, in Facebook Messenger, there's a lot of videos that go around that you really don't see even on your wall necessarily. It just shows up in a messenger and your friends, you know, looking out for you. You know, they oftentimes send the ones that are like, you know, forward this on to 14 people and, you know, good luck will come back to you. But sometimes there's videos that show up that I'm just amazed by. And this is something that you you will never see on mainstream media. The MSNBCs or the uh, Fox even, or CNN uh, stations, you're just not going to see it. But uh, this is a guy, his name is Jamie, uh, Jeremy Elliott, and he's on a podcast called uh, The Iconic Podcast. And this video, I'm not going to play the whole thing for you, although I welcome you to go to my Facebook page to to see the whole thing. It's about five minutes long. But it's pretty, pretty eye-opening. Now, before I even hit play, I, I want to, you know, stress to you that, you know, a lot of people think, oh, conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories. Just recently, I realized that conspiracy theories are, you know, some crazy wingnut ideas, but sometimes it's just people, you know, thinking uh, differently, you know, than what we're told to think. But take a listen to Jeremy Elliott, just a little bit of it. What we're actually seeing is the systematic implementation of the fall of the republic and the rise of the corporation of the United States. Every major event is, is a step in the ladder to achieve that end. COVID is just another rung in the ladder, which is why there's a deliberate mixing of all the wordplay. Right. I mean, we should stop calling it, you know, quarantine. That's a term designated for people that are verified sick. And that's a really good point. And I want to stress because a lot of people have uh, been saying that, oh, I'm in quarantine or whatever. He actually explains it you know, pretty good in using the word isolation because that's kind of what most of us are doing. I mean, other than, you know, going out shopping or some, you know, mission critical jobs. Take a listen. This is a house arrest mandated by the state. You should stop calling it, you know, social distancing. There's nothing social about forced isolation. Uh, we should stop saying safer at home when millions of Americans don't have basic necessities adequate to fit their needs. It assumes that everybody's home is equally as safe as the people that are making the statements. We should stop saying, you know, uh, this is for the greater good. I've said that. Have you said that? I, I know I have. Here's more. Right. When you close the economy, killing millions of businesses that families have worked generations to establish, that's anything but good. We should stop saying this is the new normal. I, I know I've said that before, uh, and he talks about the businesses. 
There's nothing normal about forced isolation, you know, treating your neighbor like they have the plague, breathing your own bodily waste, wearing masks. Now, when he said that, breathing your own bodily waste, I got to thinking about that because, you know, when I put a mask on, I can't last long because the the heat and it steams up my glasses. And uh, there, there's actually, I've had some irritation in my nose as well. And maybe you've experienced the same, same thing. I've seen people that work eight, 10 hour days, even our medical workers that have to wear these masks all the time. But uh, so he's, he's making some really good points. Fear of contamination. I mean, after all, if the virus is so deadly, why hasn't it wiped out the homeless who don't social distance, wash themselves regularly, let alone, you know, live in or have access to a sterile environment? Yeah, that's a very good point. Now, I'm going to stop that there, but I do invite you to head on over to my Facebook page. I've got the whole video up there. Again, it's only about five minutes, but he makes some good points. And I, again, now you can call it conspiracy theory if you want. I just call it thinking differently. I'm Bo Matthews. I thank you so much for listening to The Voice of St. Louis KMOX. Have a great rest of your weekend.